holidays, everyone, and welcome back. This is our last SCTV of the year for ScreeningClub.com, where we break down the latest in television entertainment for you each week. I'm here, as always, with my two associates, our good friend Mike. How are you doing, Mike? I'm well, thank you. Good to uh, be doing our final cast of the year. Mm-hmm. And my brother Chris, how are you? Doing well. It's the holiday season. It is the holiday season. You guys have, like, favorite things that you do every holiday season? Just hang with family. By the fire. Parties galore. And, of course, reflect back on on the year that was. Absolutely. Getting together, catching up. That's what we'll do here to all of our new friends that we've... uh, We've come to know and love this this year. We're we're gonna share some of our favorite stuff and least fa- favorite stuff from 2016, and share what we're looking forward to next year as well. So a little bit more of a free form, uh, open ended podcast today. You know, yeah. it's it's a celebration. Year end rundown. It's a celebration of 2016. Mm-hmm. But um, you know. Lots of stuff happened this year. Yeah, mm-hmm. we're, we're also we're gonna, we're gonna explore um, our fa- our favorite things outside the realm of TV. Yes, primarily we're breaking the chains of television. Although I ha- I have a couple things. I think that Mike I does mention. too. Yeah, I've got a couple but things. It will that definitely I not be the mention. focus for sure. But yeah, I think we're going to uh, venture out, but still, you know, we're gonna stick with media, which is sort of what ScreeningClub.com is all about. You know, more of general media pop pop culture and uh you know our our, our we're, saying we're we're growing outward as well um every every few times a week we're sharing our our our, our reviews uh of the latest film we've seen chris will be sharing a, an interview with some local comic book men in the coming days <laughs> yes, yes it's true uh you know we got we got a lot of cool stuff upcoming in the new year, uh, and this will give you a little taste of, uh, you know, we can just chat about all of our, uh, all of our interests. So, with that in mind, let's uh, let's begin. Let's let's begin on a positive note, and then go uh, sharply downhill from from there. We'll uh, we'll we'll start with talking about some of our favorite stuff from this year. So really, it can be anything, guys. We can have a little uh, little discussion about it. But let's share um, anything you know, media related. Your favorite stuff from the year. Let's let's talk about it. Mike, would would you like to give us uh, yeah a little something first? Yeah, I can go first. Uh, so I have a few movies that I would really love to to highlight here. Um, two of which have been really spotlighted in the in the past few months as as two of the very best of the year one uh not so much all three are are, are independent film though i think they all maybe not sure if one of them did i think they all came out of um sundance okay. but uh i'll start with the one that's gotten uh far less attention one of my re- really v- favorites from from the past year and that is uh other people starring jesse plemons and molly shannon um written and directed by Chris Kelly who was a writer on SNL that whose who's, uh, career I've really been following for the past few years um, so he came out with other people about um, 
the character Jesse Plemons, who returns home um, after sort of launching a career the other side of the country to care for his his dying mother, um, cancer-stricken mother. In, no in spoilers, the, right? No, huh? No, no, no spoilers. That's that's the okay. ta- tagline of the movie, really. I haven't seen it. Um, care for his dying mother in the, the final uh, year of her life, um, and it's just really touching, really sad uh, movie about loss and grief and regret, um, and it's just so powerful. Molly Shannon is so great. Um, uh, another movie. Wait, just free in that. Oh, go ahead. I haven't seen that either. I'm going to watch it before. It's the on year Netflix. Ends. It just came to Netflix. That's what I was going to interject with. It's on Netflix, so really oh, easy it's to on watch. Yeah, really I would easy to watch. Highly recommend for for anyone who has ever really dealt with just the pain of not just death, but um, what co- all that comes um, with before death, and just watching the person that you love sort of slowly fade. Sure away from the, from the person that they were um it's really sad but really great uh and then another movie that i think goes really hand in hand with this with uh, other people that i that chris and i just saw the other day I, I just wrote a review for it on screening club is uh manchester by the sea which uh maybe when it's all said and done i have i still a few movies that i'd like to get to um the, the best movie of, of the year and uh, it's, it's just such a heavy yet understated movie that that deals with a lot of uh, similar uh, aspects of, of, of surrounding death and loss and grief. And uh, Casey Affleck is tremendous, as is the rest of the cast. Kyle Chandler, Lucas Hedges, uh, Michelle Williams... And um, also Gretchen Maul, who I, I love very much as well. Lots of controversy surrounding that movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, not, not the movie, but the, the actor. Yeah. Yeah. Was it not during that movie that he was alleged to have done all that stuff? No, I think it was during, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think it was during the Walking Phoenix, I Am Still Here or I Am Still Alive. It was my understanding that some of it happened during that and then when they began filming this oh. like some of them some of the same people returned I mean mm-hmm. I know it happened on two different projects oh, okay. I was thinking that one of it was this uh-huh. but um so that, you know that's that's interesting lots of really horrible things apparently uh, Casey Affleck has done Casey Affleck is he a better uh, is he a better actor than I've always brother? been really impressed with him um, he he hasn't really been in any. He hasn't really taken on any huge like blockbuster type roles that that really sort of elevate him to the A list yeah. notoriety. But um, he's everything he's been he's in. He's always really impresses me, um, and he was just magnificent here, in just a very minimalist sort of understated mm. performance. He um, was pitch perfect for the role. Yeah, and he just, yeah, he sold the hell out of, uh, well, his character and what his character was going through. Um, yeah, I'd, I'd yeah, really go see it. It's a hard movie to watch, but I, I would really like to see it again. Right now, would that be your pick for uh, best actor and best best film of the year? Yes, best per- performance. Yep, I would. I would. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
I would go there, go as far to, to say that, yeah. Wow. And I think that a few other actors are, are in the movie are deserving of nom- nominations as well. Um, and then the final movie I'd like to talk about is uh, Moonlight, another film that Chris and I saw uh, together, mm-hmm. which is just such a finely crafted story about, um, really, a, it's a character study about this this one at, throughout the film boy who, who who grows into to a man um just a story of of his life and his upbringing and uh just grappling with his own identity and his own trauma um it's just a hell of a movie uh, directed so well and yeah, that's a, just the last of the the f- films I'd I'd like to talk about. All the great cra- camera work in that movie. Yeah, just the the whole maybe pr- dark production design, cinematography. Um, is terrific cinematography, terrific. I should probably see that too. Yeah, you I can. Uh, funny, funny side note to that. You can funny even though it's a very sad movie. You can look at our Instagram, Screen Club's Instagram, and I took a smiling photo in front of that movie's poster before I saw it, not knowing that it was a very sad movie. I remember seeing that, Chris, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so enjoy that. Oh, actually, and one last, one last little thing. I know I said I wasn't going to talk about TV, um, but I do just want to shout out to John Oliver's Last Week Tonight, because I think that is uh, essential last uh, week-to-week viewing when it's on the air it's off the air for a couple months here but uh he 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 ran a lot of great great stories this past year um and it's, it was just something that i i look forward to every week and that's definitely one of my, my favorite things from from this past year that's a great show although self-admittedly hypocritical at times as he's expressed yeah he's really taken over the mantle of john stewart because I think uh, Trevor Noah really hasn't been doing it for me, at least. Yeah, I, I can't I've, bring myself to watch it. I've him. barely seen any of the Trevor Noah stuff, and it always just makes me cringe I can't whenever get past, I see him. Uh, it sounds so nativist. I can't get past the uh, the accent. And just that he's, even, he's, though, even though John he, Oliver's British? Well, <laughs> but he's so ingrained <laughs> in our culture That's already. True. He's been around. But he also, just seems so, um, so foreign, like... Uh, I don't know. I don't know much about him, but just that he's, he comes over here and starts commenting on... Well, I think it's like a slightly more hybrid accent than John Oliver has, too. Well, like, he's South, South African, African right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, sort of Americanized South African, yeah. Everything I've seen from that show, I've just not enjoyed at all. Like, it seems like there's always this veil of, like, they have to be acting in a certain way, and it's very, like... Is that one of your, your least favorite things from 2016? No, I Did mean, you? it's not something I planned, but I, I guess yes. Um, they He just just feels like very, like they always really have to be bringing like racial things into it that really, in I, I feel like a not nicely done or, or appropriate way. Um, that's just very strange. Um, but yeah, that's sort of a travesty, what happened to that show after uh the run of john stewart but yeah well john stewart wasn't even the first guy to do that show 
Yeah, but so it was very briefly. He made the it. Other guy. He made it. His, he made it. His show really. Wait, was it the guy that now has that late late night show? Not. I mean, who am I forgetting his name? I think it was a different guy. I think it's not him. I but the guy he, yeah. that just retired from doing a late late I, show. I, I think, think I know CBS. what you're talking about, but uh, that's not him. Though. Oh, okay, it was some other guy. Okay. Next thing. That's it for me, Chris. What do you got? That's it for your entire list. Yeah, I, I, I trimmed it down to. Uh, okay. After, after you were complaining that I had too many. Okay. That was your entire list of everything that you liked well, you in 2016. I trimmed it down. I could have I could have rambled on. Okay, but. cool. All right, on to me. Uh, before I start, I just want to say happy holidays to my two good friends. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, and one of my favorite things this year was the podcast we've been doing together. I've really enjoyed my time. A little bit of a cop out, sure. <laughs> but yeah, we've we've all enjoyed it. Okay. And know yes. what? Yeah, I think we, we we can all talk more about that maybe at at the end because it's 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 worth no- <laughs> noting the great experience and all the right. friends that we've we've made. All right, all right. So first on my list, uh, twenty sixteen has been really a rebirth of me reading. I've been reading books a lot. Read a lot of great books this year, mm-hmm. but. Uh, one, I see you've got a couple in your hand. One here. series, yeah. I brought some some visual learning. We knew things. something was up when he came in with a pile of books. So <laughs> here we go. I heard that Stephen King's magnum opus, the Dark Tower series, is going to be turned into a movie next year. So I said to myself, you know, I've been reading a lot this year. Why don't I try to read the entire eight book series before the movie comes out? I'll be one of those cool guys that reads the books before the movie comes out. Yeah, real cool. So I'm partway through. You can see that one. Mm-hmm. Oh, we, this one I'm partway through reading. The, just, the, these just, books weren't wait, written in 2016. They were not. Know, they? That was written in 1987. <gasps> this looks more like what you're looking forward to, I think. Don't don't lose my spot. Just, okay. just you know. Um, so and they're really gr- they're great series. They're set in a mysterious, a, almost post-apocalyptic looking badass world. looking train on the cover of this book. Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. The Wasted Lands. That's the third book in the series. This is the first. Uh, I'm three. I'm almost I'm almost done with the third book, but um. Really well written series. Uh, I've come to really love Stephen King. One thing that annoys me about this print is I, how big Stephen King's name is on all the books. It really should be the Gunslinger, but uh, <laughs> I'll just I'll stop talking about this. Everyone should read these if you like sci-fi westerns. It's kind of a mishmash of all these awesome different subgenres. Uh, and each book starts off with a kind of note from Stephen King about his childhood because he re- he wrote this first book when he was nineteen. Uh, and 19 is a really important number in this book and before I move on everyone always says the first line in every book is extremely important and I think this book the first book in the first series in a series has one of the best first lines I've ever read Mike do you want to read the first line? you want to read it? yeah spoiler? it's the first line the man in black fred across let me restart the pressure was mounting (laughs) The man in black fled across the desert, and the gunslinger followed. That lures you in. Lures you in. (laughs) And the gunslinger has become one of my favorite literary characters of all time. Wow. And I can't wait. Idris Elba is playing him. All right, what else you got? Next on the list. Sorry, that was on my phone. Next on the list is a game. A big gamer, big, big gaming fan. And one of my favorite games this year, maybe my favorite game, I'll have up on the site before New Year's, my top ten games of the year, is Firewatch from Campo Santo. Uh, It's almost not even a game. You play as a fire marshal 
in a national forest who's up in one of those fire watch towers. Oh, you, you sent me a vi- or you, you showed me a video of this. Yeah, I might have. Uh, it's a 3D, right? It's a 3D. Go on, because I do oh, have something talking about, about VR. This. It was a different they, thing, they, right? It's yeah, like yeah. a side thing. But, but that right. was that. that it was, world, the, it right? was from that game. Yeah. Sorry. sorry uh, no, you're on. good. So you play your fire marshal up in this fire tower and you're on fire watch. And it's kind of the story that unfolds. Uh, you kind of just walk through this beautifully rendered world. Uh, the art direction was done by Aldi Moss, a really big internet artist. Uh, and your character is played by Rich Summer from Mad Men. Oh, okay. Played like the chubbyish guy on Mad Men. Yeah, yeah. Some great voice acting. Harry. Uh, yep. And um, I heard the story just got optioned for a movie, which is well-deserved. Go play that game. It's not like a big action game. It's a really story-centric game. Next thing on my list is a movie, The Neon Demon, that I saw this year. I had to venture by myself into off across Boston to see this movie. Uh, in the rain. I remember I saw your quick hit review of that movie, Chris. Yeah. Uh, amazing movie. One of my favorite directors. Is that your favorite Wim- movie of 2016? Might be my favorite movie of 2016. Better than Manchester by the Sea? It might be. It was shot better than Manchester by the Sea, that's for damn sure. Well, that wasn't the point of Manchester by the Sea, Chris. <laughs> so Manchester by the Sea was not shot well? The point... It was shot... It was shot extremely well it was shot for well. the sensibility that it was aspiring to <laughs> okay but listen listen so nicholas winning rifen one of my favorite directors right now uh nwr as i like to call him he did dry he directed drive made the pusher series yeah you you th- that was one of your big things of this past year was um really trekking out to to yep. see every every movie he's ever made yeah i've I heard s- about that i saw almost too, yeah. all of his movies this year uh, i bought the pusher series i bought fear x uh and Leader was the only one I couldn't find for a reasonable price, but I'll, I'll get around to it. Anyway, I showed you a little bit of Only God Forgives, his last movie. Couldn't do it. So that movie, a lot of people felt felt was too soulless, and it was more about the visuals than the than the almost non-existent story. Yeah. So some might feel that he took that to heart, and he told himself, I'm going to write a story where the point is that it's heartless, and it's about models who are soulless and all they care about is their visual outward image. This is Neon Demon? Yeah. And really, it's about models in L.A. A young girl goes out to L.A. to try to become a model. and uh, We've all been there. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's definitely one I, I need to get to. Um, it's on my watch list. So beautiful. It's one of the most beautiful movies I've ever seen. And at the same time, some of the most disgustingly brutal violence happens in that movie. Uh, and it's something that only N.W.R. could do. Also, interesting connection between Manchester by the Sea, both Amazon productions. That I was really surprised to see that. <laughs> yeah. Manchester by the Sea was an Amazon production? <laughs> yeah, they're trying. Produced by Amazon Studios. Yep, they're trying to do it. All right, so next on my list, second to last thing on my list, is is a comic, comic series. I you only had three things. I added another one. Before you go on to this. You trimmed and I added. <clears throat> Chris, uh... One of the stars of of the movie Bleeder. Yep. Do you know? Uh, Mike has has mentioned him uh, in a recent a recent piece that he wrote for Screening Club that'd, as one of his favorite people. That would be Mads Mikkelsen, right? Do you, Do you Is know it, him? Mike doesn't know anything about Bleeder. <laughs> yeah, but 
doesn't that make you want want to see this this random oh, yeah. movie? Pusher, he plays a Nick, NWR found yeah. right, Mads right, Mikkelsen. Right. Yeah, he has a they a both were from like, filmography. And from, yeah, from they both were from like native, Denmark together. Country. Yeah. Oh, okay. No, what I was c- confused about. Let me just say this. I thought I actually uh, this is gonna get a little off track, but it's about him. I. I saw the Star Wars movie on opening night too, so I enjoyed reading your re- review after I Thank saw you. it. Do you uh, agree? Uh, yeah, I definitely think think it was great. Yeah, um, but that's a loaded question because you said a lot of stuff, so I I can't say if I agree <laughs> with agree? <laughs> with with everything. Um, okay, so I thought that Mads Mikkelsen says he's. Mm-hmm. I thought he was also the guy from Man in the High Castle, uh, and he is not. Which guy from Man in the High Castle? The German guy? I guess, uh, I guess half the cast is German. Smith, Smith is his last name. He's like the the guy with like the family, the the, 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 the guy. The, the, the like the big bad in the first season. The guy that I think looks a lot like Mads Mikkelsen. I think I know you're talking about. He doesn't really. We but. know Mads Mikkelsen best from from one of, one of Chris, Chris and I's personal favorites from, from really the past decade i would say for me anyways yeah. what <laughs> hannibal hannibal tv hannibal hannibal. tv show oh does he, he play played, the he played hannibal Lecter. he does he, t- he does it his own way and he does it perfectly <laughs> so good. some say the best version i say of hannibal Lecter. yeah oh, stop that, that. that he's exists. great um we're talking about iconic exactly <laughs> i know i've yeah. seen it i've seen it argued yeah I've, i would argue that also hideo kojima's next game uh creator of Metal Gear, as people should know, uh, the villain is Mads Mikkelsen. You should watch the second Death, Death Stranding trailer uh, that has him in it. It's pretty cool. Pretty dope. Okay, next thing <laughs> next thing on my list uh, is a comic series. Is a comic series. So, this year DC uh, impl- Jeff has a blank stare in his eyes. No, no. I'm talking comics. It's difficult for Jeff and I to, to comment on, on these things. <laughs> Alright, well, I'll, I'll keep this No, quick. no, don't keep it. Just you say what your heart says. Okay, anyway. so uh, it's comic. It's a comic imprint, which is kind of uh, something unique to comics, where they'll have like a. So DC contacted Gerard Way, uh, lead singer of My Chemical Romance, who in his own I'm right, I'm a big fan. Yeah, who I'm a huge fan of, who in his own right is a uh, pretty big comic creator. He made uh, even before the band, he was doing comics. He created the Umbrella Academy. For Should have him on, yeah, have yeah, him on twenty seventeen yeah, for sure. Yeah. And actually, a fun fact about him is, um, he pitched a show to in his animation to Adult Swim, and they turned his show down. He was second. He was the backup to Aqua Teen Hunger Force. Really? So if that show had never came on, probably wouldn't be any My Chemical Romance because he would be making a show on Adult Swim. Anyway, so they contacted That's crazy, yeah. DC contacted Gerard Way uh, to do his own imprint, and he called it Young Animal, and basically he produced or had heavy influence in four new titles and i've loved them all doom patrol shade the changing girl mother panic and cave carson as a cybernetic eye and they're all varying uh in quality but i've been loving doom patrol uh and cave carson as a cybernetic eye mother panic is uh <laughs> you all you listeners should see the room I'm in right now. It's Mike and Jeff on their phones as, I, <laughs> as I'm speaking aimlessly into. <laughs> I'm like, where, 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 where is my phone? 
right there. Just because I'm looking down slightly, I'm I'm on okay. my phone. Okay, I'm, I'm listening. Doom Patrol. Of now course. Mike's on his phone though. <laughs> Get on my list. <laughs> Doom Patrol, of course, is a revival of the old DC uh, uh, superhero team of these low-level heroes. But Gerard Way puts his own spin on it of um, making an entirely new character called Casey Brink uh, to kind of bring these new readers into this world of Doom Patrol in DC Universe. Uh, and as you can expect from Gerard Way, everything is super out there and super crazy and uh, a lot of the dialogue is written and <laughs> now Mike's staring at me intently. It's like the complete, complete opposite Give end of the my, spectrum. My attention. We, we can't win, Mike. We do win. <laughs> I know, I know. It's because I'm hyper-aware now. Uh, I've heard it said that, he, like, uh, I've heard it described that Gerard Way's writing is almost like he's writing his dialogue like their lyrics, which can be obtuse at times, but I find it really uh, if fitting for the world of Doom Patrol. And... Cave Carson has a cybernetic eye. I'll just, this will be the last thing I talk about the comics. Uh, it's really interesting. It's just about this guy has a cybernetic eye. All right. That's another comic that you that you liked? It's, they're all under this imprint of Young Animal. I've, oh. I've been liking all the Young Animal stuff. Uh, yeah, that's all I had. Jeff, this, what do you got for us? Well, I think maybe it turns out that I had a little bit more of a list than you guys have said but i'll try to cut my my own down now let me first say um you know i like my my music and i work in music so i i've, I've appreciated a lot of the music that has come out this this year one one uh band that came out with an album this year and has sort of emerged this year that i uh i, I really enjoy has been dnce and uh, I believe I was briefly mentioning this before, and both of you said that you don't know them, but they had a big hit called uh, Cake by the Ocean. You know mm-hmm. that song? Yeah. Mike doesn't know it. All right, well, maybe it's... the it's Jonas some, Brothers guy, right? To, yeah, the lead singer is a Jonas Brother, yeah. Okay. Um, they came out with a whole album. I, I really enjoyed that because it's it's really music that's sort of like funky sort of dance rock, but... Uh, clearly Joe Jonas has bought into the idea of uh, using Swedish record producers to write and produce the song so it's just really high quality catchy stuff um, that I love uh, and just they've sort of bought into this sort of quirky sort of space where they're they're dancey and they're funky and very catchy stuff. So I really, uh, I really enjoyed that. I also just want to say, um, before you do that, let me interject. Isn't isn't the guitarist for that band like a young prodigy? Yeah. So I think um, Joe Jonas basically put put together like a random group of like very talented people that he sort of knew, and I believe that the guitar player uh, is a woman who's like. Yeah, you know, oh, okay. like she she was a prodigy when she was younger, oh, okay. and uh, she's supposed to be ex- extremely good. Yeah. Um, wow, that's that's a little tit- tidbit that you came came out with, Chris. Yeah, I remember you done that. a little re- research on DNCE. No, I just remember you telling me that. You know, there was some other good good music this year that I really liked that I'll more briefly t- touch on. Just wanted to say we got uh, a new album from Gavin DeGraw, which was okay. I love Gavin DeGraw; he's one of my favorites favorites. Uh, 
And uh, Spotify has told me my number one most played song of the year was a deeper album cut from that album called Enily, which I uh, recommend. It's sort of old school sounding. Uh, doesn't sound like it is not going to be a single or anything. The rest of that album I was I was okay with, but I love Gavin. Uh, so shout out to him uh, and the rest of the band. Uh, let's see another. Okay, two two more groups that came out with albums this year that I ate up. Uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers came out with an awesome album. Uh, they had some songs I really really loved. Um, and then also, uh, what was I gonna say? Oh, Blink One A Two came out with a new album that had a lot of songs that were were really good. They sort of went. Uh, they they parted ways once again with uh, what's his name Tom, and now they're sort of back to sounding like a little bit more of old Blink Blink Two. Like on the progression of the timeline, not like super old super punk Blink One Two, but like when they were like just sort of buying into like we are pop punk and very like sort of clean sounding uh, or more clean clean shiny sounding like they're sort of back to that and they had some tracks on that album that i uh thought were just awesome so i would say um check out that that too and uh yeah so i've 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 enjoyed all all of that that's it for music for i had some movies that i wanted to to talk about too um possibly my favorite movie of the year well, mm-hmm. um, although I haven't seen Manchester by the by the sea, uh, was Ten Cloverfield Lane, which I really loved, especially a man I absolutely love, uh, John John Goodman, <laughs> who's hanging uh, my framed picture of John Goodman and Roseanne riding a motorcycle, uh, signed by John John Goodman only, uh, is hanging. Uh, Hanging here, uh, where we're we're recording here, um, his performance in that movie was so good, and he he is really a he is not as celebrated as he should be, uh, perhaps because of his iconic role uh, on Roseanne. Uh, uh, I've I've um, heard some buzz surrounding surrounding his performance in that movie for a potential um, Oscar. Oscar nomination. Yeah, I would love that. Like uh, me. But just to agree with you, um, I think it's a disservice to say that that movie was a surprise because really just with the people that, that were involved in making it, um, did it, I say it was, it was, it was no surprise at all that, that it was as, as fun and suspenseful and engaging as it was. Definitely a, a, a great movie from really er- way earlier in the year. It's tough, tough to believe that it came out in 2016. Yeah. But it did. Yeah, I'm. I'm sorry if I said it was a surprise. No, you just didn't. Just it was a surprise oh, for a lot of people. But okay, okay. I, um, I felt like saying it was a surprise. Yeah, but yeah. It it really wasn't. Of course, uh, a friend of the show, uh, Dan Tra- Trachtenberg. Uh, Gotta love that guy. Know what? Opening title sequence in that movie. One of the my mm-hmm. favorites I've I've ever seen. I, I listened to the commentary track for that movie. And, oh, I'd uh, love to hear that uh, if, if there was comments on, on that. Is that on Blu-ray already? Yeah, I have it on Blu-ray. You can borrow it if you want. The commentary track is great because it's Dan Trachtenberg and J.J. Abrams. Just talking about the movie. <laughs> sure, that was, uh, that was fun to listen yeah. to. Uh, a lot of cool insight. But during that scene, Dan Trachtenberg was talking about how that was just... that's That opening shows the mastery of J.J. Abrams because they were really? like just editing the movie. 
and they were wondering what to do from the beginning. And J.J. Abrams just walked in and offhand was like, you should just have it cut to black and then cut to the title and then cut back. <laughs> and then walked wow. out. And then walked out. That was a J.J. And, Abrams yeah, creative And J.J. Abrams didn't even remember that he said that. He knows what his audience likes. Yeah, wow. yeah. And then, uh, yeah, he just, he's knows so what, he good we want. at knowing exactly what the audience would just eat up. It's so weird. He does something genius like that, but then he was behind the submarine in that episode of Lost. That's pretty No, he crazy. wasn't he even was, involved in <laughs> He Lost. was gone by then. Um... But no, that movie was absolutely in just insane. You know what? The tension in that movie, whew, so so much, so so good. I've been so, hearing. Sorry to keep interrupting no, you, please. but I've been hearing some interesting things about the next anthology sequel to Cloverfield. I've been wondering about that too. I haven't heard anything. Yeah, that's it's all going to be about astronauts trapped in a space station, like gone, like that doesn't have any connection now because all the Earth is like all fucked up see like i think that's so cool that they're doing this with cloverfield it seems so like random though but like it's so cool that they had like the monster movie which i thought was okay frankly and then like 10 cloverfield lane just takes place in that universe yeah yeah so that's cool to hear that they're not going to be like oh we have to do another giant monster movie um and let me say one more thing about that I was going to say something, uh, but I, f- I forgot. Um, another thing about movies this year, let me just take a look on my list. Another movie I really like this year, I-, I have two more that I want to mention. These aren't like my favorites, but these are just like sort of things that stuck out to me that I thought were cool. Uh, I think, Mike, did you write a review of this, uh, Ar- Arrival? I did, yeah. I that really was, enjoyed that. That was really impressive. Um, just because it was very much a different take on the aliens yeah, visiting. it really was. You know? Um, and that was cool. I didn't think it was, like, the the perfect m- movie or something, but I just in- enjoyed watching it. Um, then the last thing that I really enjoyed watching, I, I don't want to get into a political di- discussion, but the movie about Anthony Weiner, uh, I, I was so that. pulled in into that. Like, I think it was very well done, but, you know, 50% of the intrigue was dumb luck on their part that they're filming a a documentary about his comeback after the fallout from his, uh, you know, Twitter yeah. thing mm-hmm. uh, and all of that. And then while it's happening, controversy part two <laughs> comes out yeah. while he's running for, for mayor. And it's just unbelievable to watch behind the scenes. And how that man can just like, I mean, no matter what you you think of him, he was like a, a superstar, uh, and he was becoming a superstar again even after the controversy. Like he was a political like genius superstar, crazy abilities uh, in that realm, uh, and it was really cool to watch. So I really uh, and I think that's just called Wiener. So nice. check check that out. I mean, I did have a couple of other things that I enjoyed from from the year that I can mention, Same. but I, I don't want to keep uh, taking taking everything. I just wanted to make a quick mention of um, first, just just a couple of things under the branch of sports sports media in general. Um, number one. God bless Bill Belichick, the New England Patriots or organization, uh, 
you know what? We all had to go through a lot this this year. I know there's like first world problems, but like I know everyone hates us and just we all came through and we're kicking ass again. Um, so God bless New England Patriots. God bless whoever supplies uh, the supplements to Big Big Poppy too, because it made a hell of a uh, you son of a bitch. A hell of a uh, last last year we we couldn't pull 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 through for him. Um, and I know that there's an ongoing thing with uh, whether he did or did not take the supplements. Um, and I know that you guys uh, talk about that that a lot. So I just wanted to go go ahead and, dro- and drop that on you. But on a much more serious note, um, I want to take a moment and say thank you to Arian Foster, who retired this year. Uh, Arian Foster, my favorite athlete of all, all time, uh, former Houston Texans and briefly Miami Dolphins running back. Um, Arian Foster had a career that was plagued with injuries. Um, but, you know, he was an undrafted free agent and he worked himself up to being one of the best of all time. Uh, and now he is gone. Uh, maybe. Up to I don't know. You, you, you never know what's going to happen when you have a generational talent type si- uh, situation. So he, he might be back. Um, but thank you, Arian, uh, for really your inspirational story. Also, Arian's a musician. Thank you, Arian, uh, for sharing with us your spoken word. Um, namaste. And namaste, Arian. Uh, yeah, and that was that as far as my sports stuff. And I think I'll just quickly check again, but I think that's everything that I want to talk about uh, as far as stuff that were my favorites of of the year. So mm-hmm. should we uh, shift it down a little bit and talk <laughs> about our least favorites? Of a Mike Lang of requested year. segment, <laughs> least favorite things of the year. Yeah, I would. I would love to highlight a, just just a few things briefly that I'll, I thought were were extremely lacking. I'll start off this segment. Wow, because, Chris wants to start. He must well, have, I don't have, have something. No, it's because I don't have that many. Okay, I don't have that many either. I just have a few things, and we may even have a crossover. So who knows? Go ahead. We definitely have a crossover with mine. Well, as you all know, I, I like to keep positive positive vibes. So I don't like to dwell on a negative. So I'm just gonna <laughs> talk about how this this year. Steam, Steam, the uh, video game downloading service ran by Valve on my computer, has been flooded with just shovelware, just stupid games. You use Steam a lot. Yeah, I'm familiar with Steam. I'm. You mean just they have a lot of games? Just every week, like, some crappy iOS port comes out for, like, five bucks. And I looked up a statistic. Uh 40% of all things on Steam, every game on Steam, came out this year. Ah... Yep. Wow. So you're you're saying that the the quality they need to clamp, quantity o- over yep, quality. They need to clamp down on what can come out via Steam. I'm uh I don't really deal. I've I've actually I don't think I've ever bought anything on Steam. Hmm. I have Steam because it has to facilitate. Uh, you buy it from like a third party site and it just gives you codes. Yeah. I mean, I I only have like three games. 
you should look up. There's some some interesting stories about like scandals and where those codes come from. I from read up on those sites. codes a little bit because it's a little <laughs> bit of a gray area. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, I don't think I did anything wrong, right? No, no. Okay. So Chris is upset with. Uh, not upset. It's just sort of annoying. Like, <laughs> is that it, Chris? Yeah, I like I said, I can't Pauzy, really add to that. Pause vibe. Considering but, I, I, but you said there was going to be crossover. No, Mike, Mike said there be. might be. I, I said there were not. Oh, okay. I said you there know, definitely I'm, wasn't. I was about to talk about. Okay. Um, but uh, anyways, uh, the worst experience I think I had um, viewing anything this year, whether it be film or television, um, is l- largely... Thanks in part to the DC Cinematic Universe <laughs> and just the two really atrocious pieces of shit that they trotted out this past year for for all of us to to consume and, and throw our money at um, Batman v Superman, Dawn of Justice. Um, lots been said about that movie, really bad, but I don't think even that com- can compare to. Suicide Squad, which I, was really one of the worst movies, uh, worst movie of the year. But we'll we'll see over time where it stacks up. Uh, I have those both listed too, Mike. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, so let, let's let's yeah. bang them both out right here. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that movie is irredeemable on so many different levels. Yeah. Just from a st- execu- story execution to characters to. Um, Plotting and even down to editing. Did we see that, that soundtrack together? No. Th- oh, we might have. I feel like may- maybe we've, we've had talked a conversation about it. About it. I don't remember who's out together. Just nothing about that movie worked. I had some very like I, I have two specific things that I really think about when I think about Su- Suicide Squad. Um, first, I know that a lot of people. I don't know about. I'm sure it's not. It's not a lot of people. I've heard people say that. Uh, What's his name that played played the Joker? Jared Leto. Jared Leto, like, was the only good part of that that movie. But not sure about that. Here, here's my, what. Uh, so I specifically hated him and the woman, uh, and I thought it was just like overacting trash, like just really, ugh. Um, but then I started thinking. Okay, like I've I've heard a couple people talk about how like his performance was was really good, and then I started thinking, is it possible that it, if everyone else, if what was surrounding him was elevated to a certain level, mm-hmm. then his performance would have been like, whoa, this guy's really like kicking like, kick ass. I still don't really think so. But I, it, it I, was I, the way but, he was integrated into the story in that like he literally serve no purpose whatsoever yeah Hmm. so what we were watching had no really impact on on anything around him it was he was just there probably for for marketing i think was the the primary reason he he existed in that movie um so so that that is is largely why i think it was it was so bad not only just because he was just really terrible terribly acted terribly written but just that he he, by the end he, he really amounted to having nothing, no nothing. no reason to exist <laughs> okay and that that's all i have to say about uh my, my least favorite from the year it was also just extremely clear that like they must have cut a bunch of his shit out right yeah well like, he was angry after that they 
apparently they did cut a lot of his stuff out. Whoever let that out in the form, like the the way that that movie was, was was un- well, unfinished. There's a, there's a bunch of controversy into the editing of that movie where there was an original edit, uh, and then the studio didn't like it, and the director mm. didn't like it, so they <clears throat> contracted the people that oh, did yeah, the, who made the, tra- who made the trailers <laughs> that, that everyone, everyone loves to re-edit the film on like a last minute basis. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, so there's a multi. That makes some sense. Multiple it was edits. So half-assed. Yeah, uh, and I'll, I've heard it speculated that that's why the music was used so poorly because it was this last minute edit that was my second thing they, they spared no expense and getting getting the rights to, to yeah. all those yeah. songs let me yeah. tell let me tell you this because these there's the, the, these marvel movies like have such good use of music uh like guardians of of the galaxy like i really enjoyed yep. uh the the music in that movie and the use of these these classic songs Clearly, that's what they were going for, uh, and it was just, it was just trash. Like I don't know, like as a, as an avid music, uh, you know, con, con, consumptor or whatever, uh, as a musician, I was just like that offended me the most of anything in the movie uh, because it was just like, oh, like here's another o- opportunity for us to just. Play a song that we paid a lot of money for that really has nothing to do to to do with the scene. When like these other like I'm just I'm just thinking again to like the beginning of Guardians of the, of the Galaxy when that come and get your love comes on mm-hmm. like it's just I really liked that and it was just yeah. like a great use of a classic song that everyone knows um, and probably an introduction to the to a lot of people. But in this movie, it, it was just like hey. Uh, specifically Bohemian Rhapsody. (laughs) Yeah. The cover of Bohemian Rhapsody, wasn't it? And Noah, yes, it was. It was uh, Panic at the Disco Disco cover of Bohemian Rhapsody. It was, uh, I mean, come on, uh, the song itself was okay, I guess, but like its use in that movie. And Noah, sorry, well, yeah, please. They just used... They they tried to to use all these classic notable songs really to like supplement their, the lack of, of creativity and story that they had that they had mm-hmm. thrown into this this movie um, and it was just so clear what, what they what they were doing and uh, sh- shame on them the, the thing that's really shameful and annoyed me so much apart from DC's killing it in the actual comic side right now and Marvel's not doing so good so it's completely flipped in the movie side but if Marvel were to have tried to do something akin to Suicide Squad where they have this group of ragtag villains they would have done it like now they would have waited right they would have waited for years and and had these villains as the villains in their own movies and then mm. they would have came together Avenger style like anti-Avenger style like 10 years down the line but instead DC does what it's been doing for the past like six, five years now where it's just trying to shortcut everything they're trying to just throw everything and, together yeah, on the and, fly and not and do it, the and not do the work that like it doesn't Marvel's help been, it. they have Zack Snyder there every step of the way just <laughs> yeah. dragging everything down yeah um. they <laughs> this movie would have been awesome if if each of these villains had been the villain in like the Flash movie coming up or the all oh, these yeah. other movies or yeah, the standalone Batman movie and then you saw them come together but no they because we had to we had to get little introductions for all these characters that was all horrible I'll talk about the music for one more second. There was this 
you guys rem- remember the movie Hardcore Henry? Yeah, I like that a lot. It was low budget too. It mm-hmm. was like you know the the first person movie, and they actually yep. like filmed it on GoPros. So they used another another Queen song. Sorry, I'm just only talking about Queen songs that I like. Uh, Don't stop me now. And I was like, like I saw it in the coming attraction. I was like waiting for them to use that. Did Did you see it, Mike? I never saw it. And it was used in like this awesome way. Yeah. And I really enjoyed. It was like a climactic thing, you know, mm-hmm. in that movie. Just thinking about like you have Bohemian Rhapsody, man. Like, like one of like the best songs of all time that you've you've clearly paid some money to have a modern band re-record and then use it in your movie, and you're just gonna sort it like I forget the scene it was used in Suicide Squad. Like I, f- I feel like there was just, wa- just some like generic wrap up scene. Yeah. There was really no, no rhyme or reason for yeah. it to, to be there, and that really pissed pissed me off to to piss away all that money on those songs and just to really have it be an afterthought just really afterthought um oh do well you, do you have any more uh things you hated from 2016 me i don't think i have uh oh yeah well i did say that yeah i had those on my list um we'll say that i'm just gonna touch on a couple sports things aretha franklin sang the national anthem at that game now aretha franklin is a national treasure um that was too long, Aretha Franklin. <laughs> I didn't see. It, I didn't but think I heard it was that it. long. I was pretty alright with it. I think it was the longest of all all time mm-hmm. at a NFL game, and it was too long. That may be. And it was just too long. It was painful. You know the thing about the national anthem: you get in, kick, you kick some ass. Everyone knows it. Great job. Oh, it was on Thanksgiving because yeah. it was in Detroit. Mm-hmm. Um, so long. But it was to the point where the the arrangement of that song was just like Aretha Franklin singing a piano, playing these chords, and just like holding these notes that were way too long. Like if it was really like killer, like kicking ass and long, like that's one thing. But it was just every note was like four times as long as it should have been, uh, which which is like so. I didn't like that, uh, but love Aretha Franklin, uh, the uh, one of the best of all time. Second, um, okay, things I didn't like this year. One more thing about sports. I love fantasy football. It it would be on the list of things that I love. What I don't like, and I know, you know, they call fantasy football the new golf. It's like the new popular thing to do. It's like people use it for networking, all different stuff, and clearly it's extremely popular. So many of you know what I'm talking about. If you're in a league with friends... Pay your league fee on time. <laughs> um, this is just the biggest annoying thing. Like, it, it, it seems like such a small thing, but it turns into a huge thing. Just pay your league fee and enjoy the year. Because right now, right now we're at the end of the fantasy football year. This is when it turns it into hell. Because not only have, like, half the people been eliminated the people who are in charge of running your, your league now have to run around to all of you and like try to get the money. Of course, this is just, I'm not talking about anything specific, right? I'm not talking about anything specific. Um, but just pay your league fee and really what should be, you, you pay your league fee before the league starts. So just that's something that really annoys me and I'm I'm sad about that because that's a downside to something that really brings friends together as as really fun. Um... And of course, a huge hit uh, to 
the supplement industry, the retirement of uh, Boston Red Sox, uh, David Ortiz. I'm sorry that I'm sorry he couldn't go out on top. I was really happy. Me and Mike went to Big Poppy's second to last game together. That was a that was a beautiful ceremony that they put on before for that game. Wow. Even though it was freezing and raining. But, uh, and they made the most of it. Mike explained to me something on that day that they were doing something for Big Poppy every day. A different ceremony. Yeah, every like, day. We went to the the, the game where uh, they all the other Boston sports teams celebrated him him going out. So that was that was great to see. It really uh it was enjoyable. Did they lose though? They lost that. that they game. were swept that series, yeah. Yeah. Uh but that's okay. And they uh, probably a Titan of Boston sports. Yeah. And uh yeah. I so I that. I enjoyed that Good point, too. Chris. And I think um yeah, I, th- I think that that's all I had for negatives this th- this past year. All right, let's. Why don't we sweep all that negativity to the side, bring the positive vibes back into the room, and look forward to 2017. Yes. Let's do it. I've got a few things. Okay. Uh, the Leftovers returns. Mm. You know how much I love that show. Returns for its third and final season. Great show. Next April, it will be taking the uh, Game of Thrones slot on the uh, HBO schedule mm-hmm. in, in April since Game of Thrones will be delayed. Um, can't, I'm so excited. Eight, yep. eight final episodes. Uh, next on the list, I'll just, I just might as well say it, Game of Thrones returns mm-hmm. for its penultimate final season, abbreviated final season. There's no no question in, in any of our minds that that will be amazing. Uh, and then just a co- couple movies I'm, I'm very excited uh, about. War of the Planet of the Apes. Uh, I'm a huge fan of just that franchise in general. Um, the original 1968 Planet of the Apes, one of my favorite movies of all time. Uh, I really loved Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, so I'm very excited for War for the Planet of the Apes. And then uh, lastly, I will say um, Star Wars Episode Eight subtitle to be announced. Can't wait. I was a little disappointed that we didn't get any sort of tease um, for it in the uh, previews to Rogue One. I think that would have been great to, to, to right before Rogue One to reveal the, the subtitle of Episode Eight. Yeah, big missed opportunity there. But uh, I can I'm so excited. I'm sure in the coming months we're, we're going to learn a lot more about, about that movie. That's a good point. <laughs> I heard a, a I heard a rumor about the subtitle, but it's probably fake since nobody's talking about it anymore. Did you guys hear about that? I haven't heard it. Say it. Did you? No, no. Didn't hear it. Rise of the Jedi. Uh, uh. Mm, I don't love it. Akin to Return of the Jedi. Right. Like, I don't know. Rise of the Jedi is like very similar to The Force Awakens. Yeah. Nobody's literally, I haven't heard anyone talk about it, so it's probably it was fake. All right, Chris, what do you got? Uh, you touched on a lot of mine. Game of Thrones, of course. Uh, I believe. Is Infinity War coming out next next year? That just popped into my mind. You guys wouldn't know. No, I don't think so. Is I'm looking at a list of major movies that are coming out ne- next year. So what's coming out next year for Marvel? That would be uh, Black Panther, which I'm really looking Spider-Man. forward to. Thor? S- Spider-Man. Thor Ragnarok? Oh, that's a good point. Thor Ragnarok by director of one of my favorite films of 2015, What We Do in the Shadows, is going to be awesome. It's going to reclaim... It's gonna, everyone's I don't gonna, know what that is. What We Do in the Shadows? Oh, no. Is Thor this the, the new Thor movie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. The third Thor. Uh, Thor number two was not as bad as everyone said it was, 
it was pretty all right. But Thor, Thor, the Dark World, it was called. Okay. Uh, Mr. Echo was in that movie. Can, can I just say, not looking forward to Spider-Man. Did you I, like? Did he you was like my that least trailer? favorite part of that uh, Avengers movie. Oh yeah, I'm looking forward to that. I'm as really well. looking forward to that. I'm just, so looking, I'm just looking forward to have like every time a new Marvel movie comes out. Like Doctor Strange is awesome uh, as a movie itself, but also it's just now Benedict Cumberbatch is going to be in this in this world. Like, did, did you both see that movie? Like, I did, never got around. Did you to see it. the Stinger? I don't know. This is this would be a spoiler from like the Stinger. Of, so, so you remember this the second Stinger for? Uh, uh, I don't remember what it was, but I saw them both. Yeah, okay. was it? Uh, he. He's talk. He's he's in some workshop or something, right? No, I uh, so, uh, sorry. I meant the first singer, stinger. Okay, first stinger. Thor was there. Oh, okay, like yeah, that's a scene. That was a scene from Thor Ragnarok. Ragnarok. So, they, like Benedict Cumberbatch is just going to be in Thor Ragnarok, and he's just gonna, he's just going to be in these movies going forward, which is awesome. Benedict Benedict Cumberbatch is a treasure. That he is. I love him. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Two is coming out next year too. Mm-hmm. Yep. Spider Man's going to be. Oh, oh, and the God. Defenders. I'm looking forward to the Defenders on Netflix. Uh, uh, oh, I don't know. What... It's all the Netflix Marvel shows. That's teaming next up. year. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. Guys, what about the uh, so. live action Beauty and the Beast movie? Wasn't too impressed by the trailer, but uh, I do love Beauty and the Beast. So. Yeah. What about the Power Rangers movie? Uh, Brian Cranston. Hmm. The Dark Tower, which Chris has talked at length about. Oh, here's something. John Wick. The new John, John Wick movie. John Wick Chapter 2. I love the first John Wick. Yep. John Wick's amazing. I can't wait for that. Just looking through these a little bit. Um, yeah. There'll, there'll be some good uh, horror movies coming out, too. Oh, Sense8 Season 2. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, what are you looking forward to, Jeff? What am I looking forward to? If it comes out next year, I'm looking to... Uh, the movie about the making of the room. I don't know if it's coming out next, mm-hmm. next year. I think it is the masterpiece. I think it's called. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm looking forward to that. I'm yeah. looking forward to that. Really, like I will. I'll be there for that. I can't wait. That's that's one of my favorite uh, cultural f- f- phenomenons. That 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 movie. Um, I'm looking forward to. I don't know. D- isn't Curb Your Enthusiasm coming back? I think they're making a new season next year. It could be 2019. Okay. Or that, 2018. That's one of my favorite shows. Yeah, and that's I really awesome. I really can't wait for that to come come back either. Um, look, looking forward, of course, to celebrating uh, Patriot Super Bowl uh, early next next year. Uh, and let me mention this, this to you guys, too. I started watching Black Mirror. Oh, yeah? Um, yeah, it was good. Although I like a, a lot of it's like cheesy, you know. Well, there's up and each episode ranges in quality, you know. Like I really enjoyed uh, John Hamm there, the Christmas episode. Yeah, but then yeah. at the end it was just all like all cheesy. The end of the episode is pretty dark, pretty sad. Yeah. Or are we? Because I I would like some clarification on the end of that episode, but should should we not talk about it now? Why don't we say? Yeah, we'll save it. Okay. To the new year. Um, and yeah, I guess, let me make mention of this, uh, on episode three, I believe of our podcast on SCTV, we had a screen bet, uh, in which we were trying to guess who would be the first host to kill a human. And 
maybe if maybe I'll put this into this podcast this this audio clip. But I said I believe I said I believe the last shot of the season. And here's a huge spoiler. Everyone do not d- stop l- listening now because my prediction ended up coming true. I said the last shot of the season would be Dolores shooting doc- Dr. Ford. And you both said, that's too crazy. That, Did that's, you say that? Mm-hmm. Wow, that's pretty good. And you both said, that's too crazy, Jeff. That's too crazy. And, and I'll play it. And know what? I even said myself, I said, that might be too, too well, crazy. Well, it is crazy that Jeff did predict that. Oh, God. What? It was not the last it shot wasn't of the, the last scene. shot. <laughs> so you're still technically she was shooting wrong. into the crowd. It, it was the last scene. Uh, now we're splitting hairs. Yes, we are. <laughs> And and you started it because it was the last scene. No, no splitting hairs were needed for me. You, you well, I may have said changed, last scene. You changed shot to scene. Okay, well, I have to review the tape. Very well, could could have been. <laughs> it, was it the last shot though? Because did did, did we change shots or was it well, show he, her he shoot was, him? In the, he was dead on the ground. Yeah, by, she was doing things after he was he, shot. So he, definitely he was M- might have been the same shot though, because she just shoots out into the audience. Could a, long, a long tracking shot. We'll, we'll have to check it. Yeah, we'll check the um, tape. But anyway, yeah, so I look forward to more screen bets, and I ho- hopefully look forward to you guys maybe embracing the screen bets a little bit bit more um, because I think it's cool. You know, it's, it's predicting, and I was uh, thankful to have that and look forward to more uh, in the next year. So, yeah, I think that's um, that's all I really have. That's awesome. All I really have. Um, and yeah, with that being said, let's just take, let's just take a moment and say, um, as Chris tried to sort of, uh, take, take at the beginning as his own personal uh, (laughs) thing, uh, just our thankfulness, uh, for the podcast and for, uh, you know, our family here that's, uh, growing every day and, uh. I think it's something we've all enjoyed doing, and uh, the website looking, as well. Yeah, the website. I've, had, the, I've had a lot of fun the whole, updating the site. Mm-hmm. The whole screening club em- empire that uh, will continue to to grow and grow and be very welcoming until one day we turn the page and decide to uh, turn into a corrupt or organization uh, that will take advantage of the goodwill that we've 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 grown. But until we're then, not, we're not too far off from that. <laughs> yeah. Until then, know what? Really, we've been uh, we've been enjoying what what we're doing, and we're so thankful uh, for all of you guys, um, all all four of you, and um, for all of our readers too. Uh, but 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 no, uh, I know uh, a, a lot of you enjoyed listening to us and uh, being a part of the conversation, and we really uh, it's really important to us, and we wouldn't uh, we wouldn't be doing it without you guys. So I look forward to. I'm, I'm thankful for. Uh, everything that we've done already and to continue to grow our, our family into, into 2017. So thank you guys. Anything you guys want, want to say on that note? Ditto to everything you just said. I'd also like to to say uh, in the spirit of our next president, Merry Christmas. (laughs) (laughs) Happy Hanukkah. (laughs) No, I didn't say that. Merry Christmas. I did. Kwanzaa. And uh, happy new year. <laughs> Noah, it's true. I hope everyone out there uh, has a great holiday with their uh, 
with their family and friends and uh we'll be back next year r- raring to go um and uh and we'll be looking forward to it but in the meantime everyone please uh we'll continue updating the website so please uh Hop on there, rate and subscribe. Uh, let us know what you think on screeningclub.com. You can always share your thoughts or comments with us. Screeningclub at gmail.com. And guys, until next year, thank you so much for being here here with us. And uh, happy watching until then. Have a great uh, holiday and new year. See you in 2017. God bless.